I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And this is I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. Hey, horror fans, if you like what you're hearing, follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. Please subscribe on Spotify or iTunes and give us a great rating. It'll help spread the word. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us today. It's also the daytime again. Uh, we're kind of making this a like a tradition to record in the day and not nighttime. Yeah, I don't know if it's something I'd want to stick with long term, but it is just really, really hard to make it happen in the evening now. Yeah, especially during the holidays. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll know maybe by is. next summer. It is nighttime here, though. So we have a little bit of nighttime flavor going on. Wait, you're not here? Oh, before we... Oh. Well, let's like address this, this guy, random guy, who just horned in in our conversation. <laughs> Uninvited. I know. Okay, so this is Peyton. He is my gamer friend, uh, podcast fan, and movie horror uh, fan as well. Or horror, horror movie fan. I said that backwards. M- movie um, horror. Any sh- movie horror. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a new genre of movie horror. <laughs> anyway, so he's joining us today. Uh, we were talking about Krampus from 2015. But before we kick off with the um, movie synopsis, which I'm covering for today, uh, I'm going to ask, well, actually, I'll ask myself. I'm going to go first. Would you like what- me to ask you? Yes, ask me. <laughs> Meredith, what's new with you? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> I got a puppy, and she's adorable. She's a mini Aussie uh, Australian Shepherd, and she's super soft and has, like, really blue eyes, and she's just, like, the cutest, but, like, she keeps us up at night, so it's a good thing she's really cute, so... <laughs> And the kids are in love with her. I won't go into details. Um, also, I got observed for, at work because you have to get observed when you're a teacher so they know you're not like a scumbag. Not, you know. <laughs> did you pass the scumbag test? <laughs> I think I did. They didn't tell me to leave later that day. So. <laughs> you made it to 3 o'clock. Yeah. That's what's important. Right? I made it to 3. The, the principal was like... Good. I don't know. He didn't say anything, actually. Yeah. He's like, I'll tell you how I did on tu- how you did on Tuesday. I was yeah, like, I was okay. gonna ask you get like an official report of their their observation. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He was like click clacking, typing away um, during the observation, and I think it went well. I mean, the kids are really good. Like, no one was yeah. super naughty. Uh, no one suddenly vomited. No one suddenly vomited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that that's on you anyway, but but your response to the vomit could have been cause for concern. No, they're like, I hate math. <laughs> You're making so, these kids nauseous. What's going on? Here? I know. No. They're like, this is bull, bull crap. Um, so yeah, it was good. So um, what's new with you, Peyton? Uh, it's fun times in Minnesota. Uh, winter time just started. We just had our first big snow last night. It's beautiful outside. The trees are shining with ice crystals. You'll have to see it. Um, I would have a quick note about your intro, though. You said I was a horror movie fan, um, but I'm actually here because I hate movies as a whole, and in fact, media in general. So uh, I'm here as the anti-movie cohort. So okay. uh, if anyone else is in, is anyone else hates movies, I will be here with you. I'm just kidding, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a little nervous there for a second. He's like... <laughs> He's like, they're against my religion. Exactly. <laughs> the it's talkies this, are against my religion. <laughs> my whole friendship with you was a long con to get on here and espouse how uh, bad movies are. Well, uh, no, I'm really excited to be And then he blew it in the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, right? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hide uh, my plan very well. No, um, I know, right? Yeah, just enjoying beautiful <laughs> winter here in Minnesota uh, and going on I, my favorite podcast. What could, what oh, could be better? You know? Are you a native Minnesotan? Uh, I am. I'm originally from northern Minnesota, and I moved down to the the big city of Minneapolis. Okay, because uh, I was wondering if anybody could feel that positively about the winter weather in Minnesota if they had come from anywhere else, <laughs> or if it's something you really need to <laughs> but grow into. I think you'd only move here from, like, Florida if you really like the winter weather. At least I hope so. You could get yeah. stuck in some situation where you're forced to move here, which would be very sad, but... 
Um, yeah, I, I love it here. I love the snow. Mm. And I would like to know what's new with you, Katie. <laughs> oh, like boy. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was smooth. That was some smooth talking. Um, I mean, I got uh, my COVID booster on Friday. And uh, now it is Sunday, and I'm able to move my arm again. So that's good. Um, I spent three hours this morning at my kid's school, my school, for our um, annual Santa event that used to be this big indoor pancake breakfast. And obviously, you know, didn't happen at all last year, and this year could happen, but not the food. And so they turned it into a, um, like, a, a mini jogging, jogathon type thing. <laughs> So instead of feeding you pancakes, we're going to make you run. That's like anti-pancake. <laughs> right? <laughs> it went in the complete opposite direction. Like, um, You're too fat. Too much COVID. Wait. <laughs> go, go run. No pancakes for you. Um, but no, my, uh, my Girl Scouts were collecting. They always do the coat collection um, at the event for donation. And so I had to like supervise and facilitate their shifts working the coke collection table and meanwhile i got to mingle with a lot of um parents that you know we just haven't we haven't been together to um catch up and visit in so long with without any of these school events happening so it was like super great to be able to just sit around for a few hours and just bullshit with like all these moms and dads that i haven't really had a chance to see much yeah, I I, get, I definitely miss that like school community yeah. after. I mean, I've been at, or, at Ortega for like close to eight years, and mm -hmm. I've known everyone there forever. And right. like not seeing anybody for such a long time really sucks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this is my tenth year at the at my school, and um, yeah, it's like that's. I, I feel like I have I have my Pacifica friends, mm -hmm. and then all the other friends I have are my kids' school related. Yeah. Um, and so to be, I love those opportunities because everyone just kind of, you know, comes and goes. Most people are not there for the whole time unless they're volunteering. Um, but you just get an opportunity to like run into and chit chat with like so many people. So, well, that's really nice. It's, uh, it sort of feels like maybe there's light at the end of the this tunnel. Like my kids were vaccinated fully today. Yeah. So I'm uh -huh. <sighs> freaking finally, Jesus, little weight <laughs> off your mind. I know. I'm like, we're not leaving the house. Like, <laughs> now, now you've got a puppy that can't go anywhere. I'm like spraying their hands all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you spraying their hands? They're like, mom. Oh my God. I know. They're like, I just went outside to like the driveway. I'm like, sanitize your shoes. <laughs> okay. So I did the uh, synopsis today and it is quite long for me. Um, but not as long as Katie's <laughs> synopsis usually is. I'm a writer at heart. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm of the uh, short and sweet, but like, let me like highlight the important bits. And, mm -hmm. um, although I thought your synopsis of uh, your next is pretty, very detailed. and <laughs> Very detailed. Very <laughs> yeah, which is a good thing because, you know, there wasn't a lot, um, a lot of other deep film world material to go into about the movie. So, mm -hmm. you know. We could pay some close attention to all of the specific kills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and there were some good ones, for sure. So, yeah. Okay, so this film, it has Tony Collette. I mean, it's a lot of really heavy hitter, like, really great oh, actors. Yeah. Um, Tony Collette is the mom. Uh, Adam Scott plays the dad. Um, and David... Heckner. Keckner? Keckner, yeah. How you pronounce it? I was hoping uh, you would say yeah. that name first because I didn't know how to say it either. So. <laughs> and I was like, ugh. <laughs> um, and we know him from, like, Anchorman. He's champ. And, and I, the I office. And the office. Waiting. And, um, yeah, and waiting, too. And <laughs> yeah. Adam Scott's, of course, from Parks and Rec. And Tony Collette mm -hmm. is from basically everything. Won a million awards, and she's yeah. fantastic. Um, so the film opens with huge... Crowds laying siege uh, at the store, fighting over items to purchase. Workers with Santa hats looking like they are bored and questioning all of their life choices. <laughs> uh, you see the main characters running towards the stage where there's kids fighting. They look like they're uh, doing a play of the nativity scene or some kind of holiday play. Uh, and Tony Kla and Adam Scott are breaking up a fight. And this is all to the song, uh, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas by Bing Crosby. And basically everyone's just like looking 
like they're acting horribly towards each other, like yeah. ripping gifts from each other, like shoving well, it's, each it's other. Well, it's in slow-mo, isn't it? The whole mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is in slow-mo. It's like, it seems like a big department store, but yeah. like a Walmart kind of place, but not. Yeah. Like yeah. a Walmart stand-in, sort of. Yeah. They can yeah, get yeah. the licensing, mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, I know, right? So everyone was running in and acting basically rotten. Um, but this whole opening scene... Add, I'm adding this note is basically everything I detest about this holiday like why I won't leave the house I'm like a shut in basically during the holidays <laughs> so I'm like there's people there I can't go go to the store so the family returns home and we're formally introduced to the main characters Max uh, the fighter is uh, disappointed that no one wants to participate in their Christmas traditions like watching Charlie Bone Christmas we also learn why he got into a fight. Um, another kid was telling the littler kids that uh, Sandin's not real and basically being a jerk. He looks pretty deflated um, and disappointed, but takes comfort from his mostly German-speaking grandma. He refers to her as Omi, Sarah, uh, Tony Collette's character. Sarah's family is coming over to visit for three days, and everyone in the family is basically pretty bummed. They, like, don't like them <laughs> and yeah we, well you've got like the bougie side of the family and then what they kind of not they don't you know not full-on trashy but the other side of the family is just like a very different it definitely has like a christmas fake christmas vacation yes, kind of feel yeah with the griswolds there and they're like yeah david Ooh, the, relatives the cousin like, eddie <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like showing up in his trailer but actually it's lucinda i think the hummer yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll get into lucinda in a moment sarah's sister linda her husband howard rude cantankerous aunt dorothy and a gaggle of rude horrible kids <laughs> howie <laughs> jr stevie jordan both girls but like they're majorly tomboys and a baby and a bull dog named rosie Basically, no one's happy about this visit. And then later at, at dinner, Howard is brash and basically belittling Tom, the dad, at the dinner table. The cousins steal Max's letter to Santa and mockingly read it to the entire dinner table. I love um, that they call him Maxipad. Like, Maxi-pad. that's the meanest nickname to give a boy named Max. <laughs> They're like, we got your letter, Maxipad. I'm like, well, like, you're so Oh, God. Yeah. The, the name Max like, is off my baby names list. <laughs> for that specific yeah. reason. Yeah. It can and definitely I'll, get skewed into so many things, for sure. Yeah. I will also say about the extended family, uh, as someone who has uh, extended family that are like this, these are... F-150 folks. They would not have a Hummer. I, th- I think there's a little... Wh- whoever yeah, did, that's whoever true. This did not have the, the redneck cousins. The personal experience to yep. make it 100% accurate. Yeah, I know. Hummer, I was like, mm, that's a yeah. little fancy for this group, I think. But I love the part when she was like, I thought everyone wanted a break from macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs. I'm like, oh, that captured their whole like ethos of this family in one dish. I know. And, and then, yeah, she just like hates 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 them so they read maxi pad's letter <laughs> to the whole table and he gets like super upset he lashes out and then he gets into a, another fist fight like that day of the day and uh tom takes him to his room tries to comfort him he's like finish up your letter to santa you know this is family and he's like why do we have to have them they're terrible why are they here and he's like i don't really know why they're yeah. here He's like, but they're really just here for three more days. He's like, three more days. God, dear, dear God. So Max is like, okay, I'll finish my letter. Tom seems to think it's kind of put to rest and he leaves. And then instead, Max rips it up and like, he's kind of like lost his holiday Christmas spirit. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, eh, like rips up his letter and throws it out the window. And this act seems to trigger something in the Supernatural. world. Supernatural. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> And then a blizzard hits the town, causing a huge power outage. Beth, his uh, Max's older sister, wants to go check out, like check on her boyfriend, and she convinces her parents to let her go. So they, she's outside in this like horrible snow, like blizzard, and she sees like this giant horned creature jumping from roof to roof, and then she's like being pursued actively and she's kind of flipping out so then she hides under a fedex truck and the creature walks around the truck and appears to have left but but we see that the creature has hooves as well he has hooves and there's chains and it left a jack-in-the-box that starts kind of like winding and then 
it pops, something pops out, and we see Beth, like, her eyes grow wide, and it kind of pans away, and she's, like, screaming. So, you know, something not great probably happened to her. <laughs> so then once Tom and Sarah realize Beth hasn't returned, Tom asks Howard to go with them to look for her in Lucinda the Hummer. They go to her boyfriend's house to see that it's abandoned. These chimney has been split open and there's a giant there's like giant hoof prints there's a gingerbread man with a giant butcher knife in the wall and but like there's no one in there it's like completely yeah. dark yeah and then they're walking outside and they're attacked by a creature under the snow and howard's legs are bitten like savagely and um they're lucinda the hummered is uh, you know, like sadly, smashed and on fire. <laughs> sadly destroyed. Luckily, Howard had massive firearms that he retrieved from Lucinda to explore the empty house. They're able to shoot the creature and they ran, made a run for it back to the house. The families hunker down around the fireplace with Howard taking first watch. And later that evening, the fire is almost out. Howard is asleep. He does a great job at keeping watch, I want to say. Oh, uh, yeah. True, true yeah. protector of the flock. I know. He's like, <laughs> look a second later. <laughs> so they're all asleep. The fire's almost out. And then there's like evil, like little creatures. It kind of reminds me of gremlins in mm-hmm. a way, like in the, in the attic. And they lower down a giant chain with a hook and then a gingerbread man. Howie Jr., tempted by the gingerbread man, walks up, grabs it, takes a big bite. And then the gingerbread man comes to life and they tie him up with the chain and pull him up. I love that when after he t- the when the gingerbread man comes to life, it's like screams in reaction to having a bite taken out of it. It's like the little face expression was like, oh, my God. He goes, oh, my God. So the whole family's trying to, like, keep him from going up in the chimney. They are not successful. They accidentally throw a log from the fire into the tree, and it causes a fire. And then it was at this point that Max's grandma, Omi, finally tells the family that the creature is Krampus, and it's an evil spirit with minions that punishes those that, those that lose the Christmas spirit. She cr- recounts her childhood. It was, like, World War II, post-World War II, I think. I was wondering about that too. It could have it could have been Great Depression. She's anywhere between like sixty and like two hundred years old. It's never really specified. <laughs> but, um, it was hard to tell. I was thinking probably like post-war Germany or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like red lines, that kind of thing. But and yeah. uh, you also really told. Whenever we say Krampus, I think we have to do it how Omi did, uh, which is Krampus. 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 It's Krampus. I don't know if I can fully commit to that, but... (laughs) (laughs) So she tells about her childhood and the loss of her family. She she lost the Christmas spirit, too, dealing with all that crap, like bread lines, people acting horribly towards each other. And she is the only person left behind in her family, and she's left with a bell, a bauble that says Krampus as a reminder. Krampus, like, handed it to her and let her live as like a reminder like don't pull this crap again or i don't really know (laughs) although it's like if she's supposed to be left behind to remind people like she waited a freaking long time she never spoke of it ever i know i'm like this is crap like you should have like told everybody but maybe they would thought she was crazy and put her in a home maybe (laughs) (laughs) the family is then attacked by dynamic dynamic Demonic toys. Denominators. The, the denominators got her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these toys were delivered earlier and were unwittingly brought inside. Howard and Linda's daughters are lured upstairs and attacked. One is swallowed by a gigantic jo- jack-in-the-box. The toys are fought off, but they ultimately capture Aunt Dorothy, the baby, and Jordan, um, and they're all taken. Howard runs after the creatures. Tom and the remaining family, they just decide to make a run for it to the uh, abandoned snowplow. Omi stays behind as the family makes a run for it, and she kind of faces off with with Krampus, and he, I think he takes her too with his bag of toys. Tom, Sarah, and Aunt Linda are all taken, leaving Cousin Stevie and Max as they're trying to run. Then Stevie is taken as well, leaving only Max. Uh, so then he has to confront Krampus on his own, and he gives Max a bell bobble and the pieces of his ripped-up letter uh, to Santa that he had thrown out of the window earlier that, I don't remember, was it like a day later or something? Um, I yeah, I think it had been a couple days at that point. But yeah, so since Max had already heard 
Omi's story, he knows mm. that, like, okay, well, this is the thing. Like, he's letting me live. I'm getting the bell, just like she got the bell. Mm-hmm. And um, and I feel like also giving him, like, the, the shreds of his letters, basically saying, this was all your fault. This is what you did. Yeah. Look at you as you did. So... Max, at this point, begs Krampus, like, please return my family. I'm sorry I take it all back. He seems perceptive, but it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, I don't know. And then he just takes Max and chucks him into the Hell. pit. <laughs> he kind of tricks him. It looks like he's comforting he's like, the boy. And then... he's, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, like, nodding. He's like, yeah, okay, never mind. Uh, throw you in the pit. Then the next morning, Max is in bed, and he wakes up thinking... It's, it was a horrible it's a dream. dream. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes downstairs to see his family. They're all celebrating the holidays, seeming to have, like, a nice family time. And he thinks it's a dream. Maybe this isn't real anymore. And he he opens up a box that's handed to him, and it's the bobble from Krampus. And I think suddenly everyone in the family realizes. Like, they all start remembering. Yeah, they all realize what had happened to them. And then the camera pans out to see, reveal that the family's inside a snow globe amongst, like, hundreds of other snow globes uh, it, it Krampus's crib. I don't know. I guess that's where his, he lives. His collection. <laughs> it is a little, so, little cave or hut or whatever cave. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the Krampus. Krampus. Cave. Yep. The, that's Krampus. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Yay, I did it. <laughs> so, uh, Katie, was it scary? Um... I think that there were parts of it that were definitely scary. I think that um, there was also, we talked about this um, a little bit when we were talking about your next, about the the use of the humor. Um, And when it's done really skillfully, like throughout a movie, it makes like kind of ordinary things seem really funny and to break tension of like kind of horrific situations. But I think that there's a good number of scenes in this movie, like in between the humorous parts that are, it's standalone are legitimately frightening. Like, um, I mean, the whole thing, when they're in the attic being attacked by all those toys, and, like, even though it's, it's there's a ridiculousness to the toys, like the a teddy bear with, like, blood red eyes and fangs and everything, like, it's, it's kind of farcical, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, it's frightening. And I think, like, the, even just the scene where um, the two dads are out in the snow trying to find Beth, and he gets attacked from under the snow... Um, and getting pulled under and everything like that's the kind of thing like I was it kind of resonated with me like if you think of a movie like um, what is it 30 Days of Night that Mm -hmm. vampire movie Um, you know that scene would have fit perfectly into another you know movie that would be you know isolated from the humor in this movie would be really scary by itself definitely Um, yeah so I think that and I think that the Krampus character himself is like is really creepy and unsettling. Um, but I think that the reason why overall, maybe it doesn't feel like a super frightening movie is because of the humor that they use and, um, and the things in it, the, the holiday related things that make it seem kind of like silly and cheery that it's, there's a juxtaposition of those, those like two, uh, components, um, that maybe make it read not as a super horrifying movie overall. But if you actually look at certain scenes in it, I think that they're pretty frightening. Like that creepy angel. Yes. Like with the weird batty eyeball. That thing was so cool. Yeah, with yeah. like kind of the goth makeup. And <laughs> yeah, like that thing. <laughs> or when all of the elves come in the broken window into the living room when they're all in there. And it's like, if you like paused it and looked at them, you know, maybe it felt a little bit like, the Muppets or something <laughs> but in the moment like it's it was it was pretty scary but then you have like the scene where um Howard is in the kitchen and is attacked by the gingerbread men that was so funny and, but, I mean it reminded me a lot of um Shrek and yes the gingerbread yeah, for sure. <laughs> and how and how the the dog saves him at the end by like jumping through the air and eating the gingerbread man and he's like when, good job Rosie <laughs> What does he say? Like, uh, stupid holiday horse shit. He's like <laughs> firing like buckshot at these gingerbread men. I mean, everyone loves it. I mean, that actor is so funny in general. Yeah. But um, yeah, those were definitely, I don't know, the what that one, the angel reminds me of like those really old timey dolls with the eyelid eyeballs yep. that like open and close. Yeah. And the really old ones is like have one that's like halfway up and like down yeah. and they look like drunk they or had stroke. <laughs> yeah, I remember I got one from my 
grandma and she's like here and i'm like no no thanks i don't want that. i don't want this that's a classic <laughs> like, grandma gift yeah. yeah yeah here take this shitty old doll it's gonna try to murder you and oh you're sleep well, later like grace had all of these you know like madame alexander and like all these little dolls that were given to us as gifts when she was born or for her christening or things like that and they were always up in her room when she was little and then she got to a point where she was like they're creepy i don't want them in here anymore and i'm like oh well they're like kind of keepsakes and special so we got to pack them up and store them somewhere and then just like maybe a year ago or something we were at um it's my husband's aunt's house and she like still lives in this big old house in in Colma that's you know that her family's had for a really long time and Grace finds like one of these like busted creepy looking dolls with the eyes and everything where at, I think one eye is like permanently stuck half closed and the other one will still open and close and actually move mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't even have like a pretty dress on it's like wearing some sort of like asylum frock <laughs> and she goes can I take this home oh I'm my like, god oh, that one you want <laughs> she's like I want this one that looks like it has a curse yeah. <laughs> a curse on it and put it in my bed to sleep yeah. To sleep at night. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? Get out of my house. You're like, we have a whole attic full of shitty dolls that you can have. Back in my uh, day, kids wanted cute dolls and ponies. Now they just want cursed dolls. Kids, now yeah, they only want kids these days. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. that maybe there's something, maybe she looks at it differently. Like, this, do- this doll has the supernatural power to protect her. I don't you think know? so. I think she wants the curse. Well, what's the curse in your house? Yeah, it's easy for you to say you don't live with her. That's true. But yeah, I mean, Peyton, what did you think? Was it scary? Uh, I agree. It was scary at points. I I noticed when I was like first looking up the movie, it was listed as uh, Christmas horror comedy. I think were like the categories, <laughs> which was like kind of sums it up. I didn't realize it was going to be a comedy at first. Um, mm-hmm. But I was pleasantly surprised. It it was really funny at points. Um, but yeah, that that Jack in the Box man. That when it opens oh. its mouth up and it's kind of like it the like body unhinges. Yeah, that that was the scariest scene for me. And when the um, the first sighting of Krampus when he's jumping roof to roof and he's just this large kind of spindly, creepy looking figure in the distance. Um, I think those scenes they did a really good job at making it actually scary. Um, I'm not usually one to get dark, dark, ominous creature. Exactly. (laughs) The in-your-face scariness never really gets to me that much, but the the creepy figure in the distance that you know is Mm -hmm. out there that that's what gets me. Uh, As well as the body horror thing, which is kind of what the Jack in the Box was. You know, the weird. You see its Mm -hmm. weird veins kind of pulsing in the teeth, and Mm -hmm. that's that. That's what gets me more than the uh, more than the action horror type stuff. Um, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, we have, we've talked a lot about like um, how you know when it's when it's not clear yet, when it's just hinted at, or it's left to your imagination, or it's kind of vague. It's scarier than when they expose it fully and and just put it all out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But I feel like even at because you know as the movie goes on, you see a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more of what Krampus actually is. Um, to the point at the end where you actually do full on see his face. And I feel like the way that they, because they could have like CGI'd his face or done something kind of weird, but it almost looked like he, he was like a ceramic doll or like a, um, not paper mache, but what's the, but just some sort, because his face didn't move. It wasn't like a, a living cast. Yeah. Like a cast of a face. Exactly. And so um, I think making that choice so that even when he was fully revealed, because it was kind of unexpected that he, that that's what his appearance would be, allowed it to retain a lot more of the scariness than mm-hmm. if they had like CGI'd some like weird, gross face for him. Yeah. That was like, his face just looked like Santa, but like screaming and in horror yeah but and frozen like in frozen. place like it it didn't move he didn't have expressions yeah which is which is crazy i was like yeah. oh that's unsettling just like a creepy statue face yeah i think so it was like one of those him, time that, oh i think omi calls him the uh the shadow of santa claus at some point and they really conveyed that well i thought it, it is like he's just a yeah. dark version of santa um, yeah. And yeah, those. I was about to say that too. Those pra- those practical effects, you know, where they had the actual models of things, and it seemed like the elves were also 
they're not very CGI. They had it was no. little costumes. Those yeah, costuming. That that looked amazing. I a lot of older movies obviously did that more, and I I really miss seeing that. And oh man, they 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 killed that part of it in this movie. I was really impressed by the effects. Yeah, I don't think that there was really anything in it that was digital. Yeah, like it was all mechanical. Be, uh, and... Maybe that pit at the end, but yeah. Oh, and, well, and maybe the um, the gingerbread no, men. It's a real mm, pit, yeah. Peyton. They oh, have, it's a real they pit. Have a pit. Yeah. yeah, they have I it. It's they in LA. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They found a it's sinkhole. A they put a bunch of LED lights in it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Speaking of that, as an aside, I was kind of wondering, where do you think they never really say? Where do you think this was? Uh, meant to take Set. place because in my head it kind of it reminds me of minnesota honestly. yeah well they do say they comment that the girls were upset because the packers lost yeah so they, um, I, so it's definitely midwest somewhere yeah, uh, yeah if we have any minnesota fans uh or adjacent people you will know that the cousins coming in from wisconsin visiting that you don't really like and talking about the packers is very much a regional thing so i think i think, I think in my head we'll, we'll call it minnesota how about that okay that's fine it's definitely not it's definitely not uh, the bay area where we don't even see weather yeah so. <laughs> that the was the most terrifying really part for me there. was just yeah. the snow yeah, yeah they'd be like what the hell Someone definitely cursed us. There suddenly is this blizzard. <laughs> you mean it's too cold to wear flip flops? What is this hell? <laughs> I um, so I guess it might. Should I oh, like, is is it, somebody gonna ask Meredith? Yeah. Hello? Oh yeah. Um, Meredith, did you find it scary? Just something I was yeah. wondering. No. No, I wasn't wondering. I'm not. I'm not curious at all. I'd rather not hear. Actually, she's sick of my crap. <laughs> no, I thought the imagery is like super cool, like Payne mentioned, and um, it reminded me like the the Jack in the Box reminded me of Poltergeist a little yeah. bit, like that the uh, original with the mm-hmm. yeah, like the clown that he mm-hmm. like was like all weird and elongated and like trying to kill him i don't really know what he was yeah because it had that like silky like texture um suit on that clown that was kind of like reminiscent uh, of yeah, yeah. the jack-in-the-box suit definitely so it made me think of like a little bit of a throwback to that i don't know if it was intentional but it made me yeah. definitely think of uh the poltergeist and then also the minions have you either of you seen the uh original like it's the Twilight Zone, but it's the episode with William Shatner, and he's like, "There's something on the wing," and it's I forget what it's called. It's like um, the episode, but he he's like the premise is William Shatner is on a plane with his wife, and he was sort of they don't I think they say he was in like the psych ward and had like a breakdown of some kind, and they're like you're coming home you're totally fine the wife is like you, you know we're you're, you're good to come home the doctors say you're completely cured and he's on this flight and he uh everyone's sort of taking naps and people are just smoking on the plane because it's like the 60s you can do yeah. that and he look keeps like looking out the window and he notices like a gremlin on the wing yeah and um has very similar like costume in the face looks very very similar to these creatures the elves in mm-hmm. this movie and anyway he he ends up like um, being saying like there's something on their wing and no one believes yeah. him because they're like you're, you're crazy you were just in the loony bin <laughs> and, um so then he there's like a marshal on the plane and he grabs a gun and shoots at the gremlin and then they land and they're like he's like lost it again they, they take him back to the psych ward and um but then you see the camera pans out and there was like something that was being messed with by like the gremlin on the yeah. plane mm-hmm. but it's like one of the best episodes of twilight zone ever i highly I mean, recommend Ace it Ventura quoted it so there's something on the plane <laughs> there's something on the wing Sorry. i think they did a, a bit in yeah. futurama about that too i've, I've seen definitely, a bunch definitely. of parodies but never the original yeah, yeah. It's definitely been parried a lot. It's been out in the ethos <laughs> for how long? 60 years. <laughs> a long time. Um, so I, re- I recommend it. But the face, I feel like that's probably one of the only times I screamed in terror at something. I'd never really scream, but like I was watching that show with my stepdad at the time. And suddenly 
like he closes the curtain because he sees the gremlin and he's like, what the hell? And then he closes it. And he's like, he's like, it's not there. It's not real. This is just my brain uh, making this up yeah. because I've just come back from the loony bin. And then he opens the curtain again and the gremlin's face is like smushed right, right against the the uh, glass of yeah. the plane. And I was just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that's a, what I liked about the um, the little Jack in the Box in this one. Um, it was one of those like anti jump scares because you know it's going like you know whatever the music is as the crank is winding, and then it like pops open but nothing comes out, and then it was like this kind of deflating thing, and then the creature inside like slowly crawl like emerges in like like it's creeping out like it's alive as opposed yeah. to actually bursting out like. It's a mechanical toy. It's like slugs out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like so much scarier than if it had actually like burst out when the thing opened. Yeah. yeah. And that was a cool subversion <laughs> of the whole, you know, something pops out trope. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, she got, had that moment of relief because it burst open and nothing came out. It was definitely a black cat. Oh, it's just a cat moment a little bit where you're like oh yeah. oh it's fine it's fine oh crap there's <laughs> there's some bastardized fraggle rock puppets coming out after <laughs> what's going on but i didn't find it scary i found it super entertaining i think yeah. it's a really fun holiday movie but it's not a holiday movie i don't know is it oh it's a holiday movie okay you can watch it any season <laughs> you can watch it's it personal. in halloween it's like a nightmare before christmas it's a Christmas movie and, and a Halloween, Halloween movie. movie. Whoa, both. what a concept. It's, it's both. <laughs> uh, but I also wanted to mention that I have a connection to this uh, this movie as well, because I lived in Europe as a kid for a few years, and there, it, well, the Germans and the Swiss, they're not above telling you a creature will come and kidnap you and beat you to death, like, if you're naughty. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I... You know, Krampus was there with St. Nicholas and he would come to school and he was like dressed all in black and he had like a staff and uh, chains around his waist and he would come and, and it was just like a reminder, like, don't give me any shit or your parents because <laughs> like, Krampus will come and take you and torture you to death. Um, so that was very dark and I told I never really told my kids about that, but uh, it's just kind of funny like that that whole thing like what was the age range that you were when you were living there i was eight from eight years old to ten. Eight to ten okay Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of a prime age for something like that because you're starting to get old enough like you you probably at that age most kids are either not believing in santa or getting close to being or having their suspicions Mm -hmm. um and then to to be confronted with this concept of like, well, you know, it's, it's Santa, but then what about this other thing? And you're like, I don't know, maybe I should believe in that because it's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, and they would come to the schools in Europe and like people dressed as it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like a reminder, like, don't be naughty. Yeah. Because you're going to get corporal punishment or dragged to hell or beaten to death or something. <laughs> and yeah. It still it exists, like all the Bavarian places like still have that like there's Krampus and he's gonna get your ass if you're you're bad well that's the I mean that's like when something grows out of I mean that's what Christianity is essentially it's you know follow God's law or you're gonna burn in hell with Satan Mm -hmm. and so like we actually the chapter that I was doing with my class in our religion textbook this last week was you know talking about like heaven purgatory and hell like these different levels and everything and then like after we got through that and I was like I don't really think this is a chapter where we should have it much discussion you know after we're done reading it um but the kids like imme- were just like ran immediately with this idea of like hell and like you know it, but if people say you know like they don't believe in god then that means they have to go to hell because blah 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 it says in the book and I'm like you know what well look at that it's recess you're like oh crap <laughs> wow, next time time. <laughs> <laughs> because it is like that's um when you when you have when you keep Santa Claus and you scrap the whole Krampus side of it, it's kind of like keeping the idea of like good people go to heaven and scrapping the correlative concept that not good people go to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can be as rotten as possible to people. You can call people maxi pad, um, <laughs> and things will be go swimmingly for you. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you look it up, if you like Google like Krampus or Ruprecht, they call them Ruprecht as well in Switzerland. And they just look, it looks like a creepy cloaked figure in all in black with a giant beard or like a horned beast mm-hmm. that will come and get your ass. Yeah. All during the holidays. Holiday yeah. time. So go clean your room. <laughs> clean your room. Or Krampus is going to get you. For all the kids that are listening. Yeah. yeah. Go, go clean your room. Yeah, all my ch- children listeners. Yeah. There's probably two of you. Go clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you listening to this? Turn this off and go clean your room. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. So, um... Yeah, speaking of help? children. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do parent corner. What's your recommendation, Katie? Yeah. Can I show this to my kids? <laughs> um, your kids? No. Uh, my kids can't yet. see anything. They're yeah. afraid of everything. Um, well, Peyton was kind enough to look up the rating on this, um, and it is actually PG-13. Um, it doesn't have uh, any adult or problematic material. There's, like, even the attack scenes or the violent scenes, there's no real, like, blood or gore or anything like that. Um, the concept, um, actually, I think, could be pretty scary for a younger kid, especially a kid that, like, you know possibly even still kind of believes in Santa to then have this really, really dark um, idea introduced um, would be pretty scary. Grace loves this movie. (laughs) Um, But I think part of that is, I mean, she's a huge Parks and Rec and Office fan. And so David Koechner and Adam Scott are like, you know, she loves both of them um, as actors. And uh, well, and you know, and Tony Collette, she has seen The Sixth Sense, and then she did try to watch Hereditary. Oh, <laughs> no, she should never watch Hereditary. Yeah. And we did, we got halfway through that, and she was like, you know, I don't think I need to see the rest of this. I was like, I'm that's probably be, a good call. I'm gonna be scarred for life if I watch this movie. Yeah, she's like, my mom's clearly not exercising the best judgment right now, so I think I gotta dig deep and find my adult decision making. She recused herself from she the did. situation. She did. She's very responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really, really does love this. And like I say, like, um, little kids, it the the whole idea of this dark, demonic character could be kind of scary. Um, but I don't... It's kind of actually like the original Gremlins movie, mm-hmm. where it, it, it's kind of scary. And, like, it, uh, depending on the kid, it might be... I wouldn't say too much but maybe like just the right amount mm-hmm. of scare. If it's a kid that like wants to see something scary and wants to be a little scared, like this might be a good amount because then again, like the lack of CGI, like the lack of blood and gore, like just using, you know, the artistry and the puppetry and the, you know, um, I'm sure that there was a lot of strings and wires involved in making these things <laughs> fly around. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it is, it's really entertaining. So I actually think that this would be a pretty good one for not a super young horror kid, but like maybe 10, 12, somewhere in that range, like around Max's age. Yeah. Oh. So, but should, should they see Babadook first and then this <laughs> No, no, because ba- Babadook is way scarier it, and the mom uses a vibrator in it, which is a whole other conversation. That, yeah. <laughs> She might not want to have. <laughs> Getting a massage, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. She a just... very specific bed bedtime massage. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like, because again, like, we watch horror movies. Well, I watch horror movies because I like to be scared. You don't get scared, so I don't know what you're in it for. Um. <laughs> I like the compelling story. Mm-hmm. And I like that horror, there's like no rules. Yeah. You know, so I that's why that. I love it so much. Because like, scary movies can be super creative they can be dramatic they can go back in time they can be in space they can be in just a house or just a room or someone someone's mind i mean there's just like no parameters for like what can be done in the horror genre and it can be political basically every horror movie has some political agenda and um i mean at least the directors writers will say that like this is a a I'm talking about the concept of mass, like, you know, um, consumerism, like George yeah. Romero was saying that for Dawn of the Dead or, um, yeah. But Even this movie, from it. the first scene, I was getting a lot of, you know, anti-consumerist vibes from it. Um, yeah, bas- basically for sure, the for sure. entire theme is along the lines of modern consumerism and the focus on gifts and all this is 
you know, ruining the spirit of Christmas or whatever. And so they, they, they laid it on pretty heavier, but I, I do think it was a probably a good message for most people, I would say. I definitely um, think that's, that's for sure true. And I, I mentioned earlier, like, this is, like, people treating people so horribly in this time of year because yeah. they have these things they have to do. They have their checklist. They have, like, shit to do. And they'll treat you, like, however they feel like. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons I detest this time of year <laughs> so much because it's, yeah. like, people have lost their humanity and respect and mutual respect for each other. Uh, but... It, and then you, I mean, like you even this. see it within this family, you uh-huh. know, which yeah. like, you know, when we were talking about your next and Thanksgiving and everything and how seeing those family dynamics and the conflicts and everything was like kind of what made it entertaining and maybe make it resonate with with a viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, too, like, you know, showing that that scenario that so many people experience where you get together at the holidays with family members that maybe you don't agree with politically or don't have a lot in common with. Um, and it's like the only time of year you see them. Um, and, uh, just that, that experience is like universal enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. but then they're, they are treating each other pretty badly. The cousins are picking on each other and, um, you know, that even the adults are like being really unkind and, and snipey and snarky with one another. Um, and but then once they're all galvanized by this traumatic experience and this supernatural thing happening with Krampus, you like start to see them be like, oh, shit, like I actually like you're my family and I care about you. And I like I the even the dads like David Keckner like apologizing for giving him shit and like <laughs> making fun of him being an eagle scout cuz like yeah he just bandaged up your your bitten leg because he had these like skills. Yeah, he's like I'm sorry uh-huh. I basically thought you were a, a giant douche this whole time that <laughs> a I'm spineless known. dick or like what did <laughs> he call him? And then Tony Collette, or Sarah was like you know what she's like oh um they're the reason. Oh, someone says they're the reason they inverted birth control, or certain people feel. Oh, like no, she said be. you're the reason that people. Some people shouldn't be allowed to breed, and she said I didn't say that. I she said you should have to take a test. <laughs> you should have to take a test to breed, and yeah. I'm like, oh well, that's so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like later on, like after things have gone badly, then you see the two sisters at the tree, like trying to put it back together after the fire that you know was on it, and like the. Um, one sister notices the angel that they got when they were, you know, that they had from their mom's tree and everything. And you see them like starting to remember what they value in each other and their relationship. Um, but they do like, it starts out from a place of like, it's not just people being shitty to people in public shopping for Christmas stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like people within their homes and their families are being shitty to each other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So this writer definitely had like intentions, uh, like, and yeah, just a message for yeah. how people treat each other, including family and, and strangers. And I don't even know. Like, I wonder if he like hates the holidays or <laughs> loves it or what. I'd be curious yeah. to see. Maybe he just thinks, uh, <laughs> what's really ruining Christmas is that we don't have Krampus anymore. That if we bring that back and put the fear into children, maybe we'll have a more just society, you know? Absolutely. Which I I'm find all in favor of. Yeah. Can I get, like, a devil doll with Krampus? I'll have to order one from Europe. Yeah. I just have it on my shelf and not have Elf on the shelf. I have Krampus. He'll beat your ass. <laughs> if you... Well, did you ever see that? Instead of Elf on the shelf, you do doll in the hall. And yes. it's like you get one of those creepy dolls and just move it around your house all the time. <laughs> I would so you... love to do that. <laughs> if only you didn't have such scaredy cat children. Oh, my gosh. You... My son, he's just such a baby. I don't know. <laughs> He would be like, he'd watch a few minutes of this and be like, I'm out. Yeah. This is too intense for me. I can't watch this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I recommend it. I think this is really oh, yeah. fun. Everybody should sure. see this. Mm-hmm. Everybody should watch this every year. It's it's on our annual Christmas rotation. It's rotation. definitely a good one. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Christmas for sure. Like, this is um, scary. It's funny. It has everything. It's mm-hmm. all of the elements that you'd want in an entertaining movie. So watch that watch Die Hard like there's a lot of like musts for the holiday season Absolutely. and this one's definitely on that list for sure yep. I think yeah. it would be especially fun for uh, German or people with German ancestry uh, families you know that's me uh, lots of your grandparents <laughs> probably you know know all the Krampus stories things like that maybe it's a little that's why they were so mean 
<laughs> exactly. They see they they're like I'm not a kid anymore. Krampus isn't gonna get me now. It can be mean. Yeah. I know. Here. No. It, well, it might be like PTSD. Like, oh crap! Like, I lost my whole family and I forgot to mention that. And uh, it's Krampus related. Now that you yeah. thanks for bringing this up, children. Mm-hmm. Now you're re-traumatizing me. <laughs> Come and visit me in the home and then bring up Krampus and traumatize me. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us today, uh, Peyton. It was definitely an interesting, fun conversation. And this movie is definitely fun to talk about. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was always a big uh, Christmas fan, so it was good to be on the Christmas crossover episode. Christmas episode. I'm really looking forward to uh, maybe Easter. Is there an Easter Bunny horror movie? Or maybe Arbor Day? Is there one about, like, an evil tree or something? You can evil maybe trees. make a nice series of all the holidays. That might be fun. Evil Presidents Day. There actually Day. is a horror movie about evil trees. See, what there is you go. It? The Happening. Oh, the M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie where... Have they you ever forget? seen that? I've seen it like five times. It's the times. one with Mark Wahlberg. Well, it's not evil trees, but it's when all the trees start fighting back and releasing the toxin that causes people to kill themselves. Oh. Oh, yeah. I've seen that movie so many times and just completely forgot about that. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I wish I could show Arbor it in a Day. science class. Like, yeah. like this or is maybe, what's going to happen. Maybe that's an Earth Day movie, actually. You can see what the planet's going to do. We'll do that one in yeah. April. Yeah, yeah. Earth, Day, Earth Day movie. Are there, okay, there's President's Week or President's Day. Valentine's. Bloody Valentine. There you go. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's one. Flag um, Day. Someone who hates flags, he strangles people with the flags because uh-huh, uh-huh. they are so mad. What about so like the purge? They have like kind of the political purge. That's true. Episodes. Do that for Fourth of July. Yeah. Ooh, Fourth of July, the purge. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed the first purge a lot. I, thought I it was know pretty it was good. so good, and I I don't know that I've actually watched any of the sequels in their entirety because I just felt like it wasn't going to stand up to the because again that was such a message. Like yeah. the first, I mean, that it was like just clear as day what they mm-hmm. were trying to say about society and the, and again, the way people treat each other and the relationship between, you know, government and law and enforcement and citizens and things like that. Like it was such a strong message. And I mm-hmm. don't know how well that message has been carried through all of the 1100 sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw like the second one and then I was like, fell asleep. And I was like, well, this is how I feel about this. Apparently, yeah, it's, I just a, fell it's telling that's your body saying nope i just reject my body rejected the movie by falling asleep (laughs) oh yeah but this is you know our our final episode for 2021 our 20th Mm -hmm. episode um which is feels like an achievement i'm proud of us we've done a lot it's been a lot this this year we um Especially our summer project. I thought I didn't oh, know yeah. if we'd we be were able to ambitious. Do it. We'll be more reasonable next summer, I think. I, yeah, we'll do like a trilogy, not like a nine a, a G. <laughs> nine a G, not a G. Yeah. Yeah, not a G. That's too many movies. So we'll reconvene next year. We'll have lots of scary movies to talk about. I'm. We have nothing to worry about about finding uh, movies to watch yeah. and talk about. So um, until next year. Okay. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, (laughs) Xmas. Merry spooky Christmas. Ooh.